the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Ooh yeah, living proud and living free. It's Hump Day. Woohoo! Hump Day. <laughs> Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Hump Day. It's Hump Day. Hump Day. Mm-hmm. It is. And guess how we got over the hump today, babies? <laughs> um, watching Hunter Biden's plea deal get blown. Pun intended. We got that to wrap about tonight. We've also got uh, uh, today's Mary Jane ain't your mama's grass. We've got that to talk about tonight. Mayorkas was lying like a rug today in regards to the border and non-biological, non-human remains left behind by some UFOs. It couldn't get any crazier in the United States of America. I don't know about y'all, but uh, it seems like pretty crazy to me. Uh, that's the topics just for the first hour, by the way, because we've got even more coming up in hour two for tonight. So uh, we got two hours of lots of fun for you guys. So lock in and uh, be ready for the ride, babies. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. That's your call-in number for the night. Do you guys believe I, I, I've got so many questions for y'all to to answer um, I'm not ready to talk about UFOs but I'm going to want to know if you believe in them I want to know first of all there's a lot of theories coming out today after the Hunter Biden deal blew up in Hunter's face like Richard Pryor uh, freebasing and a lot of people are saying it was intentional that this somehow benefited the Biden campaign. I don't see it that way at all. I see this as a majorly bad day for the first crackhead son. 888-344-1170. What do you think? What do you think the Republican Party should do next as a result? You can also email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Don't forget our podcast, which you can download and listen to. They're all up to date from what I hear. And with that being said, let me bring in my partner, it's DJ Potato Skins. Live long and prosper, Andrea. Yes, I believe there are UFOs out there. Oh, you do? Okay. John Kirby refused to have an opinion on that today. So we're going to be talking some UFOs coming up later. Um, Hunter Biden might have been feeling like he was caught up in the twilight zone when he went to court today expecting uh, to come out on the other side of the hearing today all ready to take to the podium that was there in place today ready for him to him and the attorneys in the Department of Justice including U.S. Attorney David Weiss I think given the fact there was a podium there I think they fully expected today 
to come out of this hearing and come to the podium and say, look, Hunter Biden, what a hero he was. What a good citizen. He took responsibility for his crimes. He's going to pay his debt to society by not doing any jail time, um, but by bothering to show up today to plead guilty to too little nothing on tax evasion. And lo and behold, we got a Trump appointed judge who I'm actually hearing is a Democrat who is not necessarily Trump appointed. That's a term that they like to throw around, but it was actually two senators, I believe, who put this woman's hat in the ring and she was actually a compromise choice. She is a Democrat who actually uh, donated to Hillary Clinton in the past. Um, and, And if that's true about her, she has restored my hope that we might actually get back to having a justice system in the United States of America. Because Hunter Biden and his attorneys went into the courtroom today expecting to get a rubber stamp, and that's not what they got. Although you have to know that they were nervous going in because the night before, an associate, an attorney... Associated with Latham Watkins, which is astounding to me. Latham used to be a, a, a client of mine. I, I, I know that firm well. I mean, to think that they've got somebody in any way connected to them who actually called up the court, misrepresented and said that, that they were part of uh, Kutila's people and that they wanted the amicus brief removed because it had obviously the reason why they wanted it removed was because it had negative information about Hunter. So I don't know. So and and of course, the judge didn't go along with it. We'll get more to that later. But even with that, they were really confident going in today. Absolutely confident and really thought that they were going to come out and gaslight the American people. Let's talk about what happened after the first break. We've got Tom DeBacaro to be here to give you some legal perspective. But what happened was uh Nareka, Mary Ellen Nareka, started asking about the terms of the agreement. Seems according to reports, and I wish we had cameras in, in these in these court proceedings. This is what we what we need. I don't understand why some federal courts don't have cameras and others do, because we are supposed to be about transparency in this country. It's supposed to be a freedom of information. And, you know, if you get busted for DUI, your name's going to be in the paper tomorrow. Why can't we see anything that's happening? We've got a murder trial happening right now of, of a woman being accused of beheading, beheading her boyfriend and, and every aspect of of her case is being laid bare in front of the American people. Why were we not seeing Hunter Biden standing there in the courtroom today? Answering questions like, when was the last time you did drugs? Answering questions from Nareka like, um, did you know when you evaded taxes here and you didn't pay your taxes that you weren't paying your taxes? And you know what? He said yes. He said yes, which is why I've got some questions for Tom DeBacaro, because quite frankly, I don't understand how he can actually state that he answer a question stating he's guilty of a crime and then end up pleading not guilty. But more on the process in a little bit Uh, more on that later. So she um, so she starts asking questions about the terms of the agreement, because this agreement involves a combo here. It was like a combination platter. It involves like um, a taco and it was like a taco and enchilada platter. It was like we've got um, can y'all tell I'm hungry and I'm craving Mexican food. Okay, so it's like the taco represents the tax crimes here and the enchilada represents the gun crimes. And then, of course, you get this, uh, you know, you get the rice and beans that comes along with it. So she starts asking questions about um, why we have two separate 
to how two separate deals are intersected. Why are they combined together? And then she starts asking because she's she's not sure that there's any, as she says it, um, they argued um, that the reason why they had to do this, Biden's lawyer Chris Clark said, is it because of tremendous political, quote, sturm and drang surrounding the president's son's case. The element of the agreement would help ensure that it, quote, wouldn't become politicized. Um, what? Say what? The fact that he got this sweetheart deal meant that it was politicized. Part of the thing that she had an issue with was about this gun charge, that the gun charge would be diverted until Biden's until Biden fulfilled certain terms. Therefore, the agreement would would make her act as an arbiter if he violated the deal over 24 months. So it put her as like the babysitter of him. And this is and this is and this is this this gun diversion doesn't happen. This is one of the reasons why she was concerned, because this is not what happens in in the Justice uh, uh, Department in America. In fact, I think it's still on the website that 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 diversion doesn't apply to felonies and felony gun charges. The judge was also worried that the agreement on the tax charges did not give her the ability to reject or modify the deal. And that the gun charge agreement could shield Biden against further prosecution regarding his financial and tax issues. So she asked if there was any ongoing investigations going on. And um, Biden's team um, basically said uh, at one point, the judge asked whether or not the, the investigation against the Hunter was ongoing, to which Weiss responded that it was, um, but said he couldn't share any further details. And then Nareka asked a hypothetical. She said, hey, if Biden could face charges for failing to register, whether or not Biden Hunter could face charges for failing to register under FARA as a foreign agent, and whether the agreement blocks his prosecution from such a charge. And here's really where it fell apart, because the defense said that they believed the agreement would prohibit him from being charged and the prosecution then disagreed at that point biden's team said then rip it up so let what does this all mean this all means that they tried to bury felony felony gun charges in an in an unlawful illegal unconstitutional manner my interpretation packaging it with misdemeanor crap on taxes had a wink wink agreement with the prosecution that this would provide that Hunter Biden, if, if Hunter Biden agreed to this deal, they wouldn't go after him for anything else. And they didn't want it in, written in the deal because if the American people are outraged enough as it is what kind of sweetheart deal Hunter Biden got. After everything we've heard from these whistleblowers, the IRS whistleblowers and the FBI whistleblowers, the FD 1023 document laying out the bribery scheme, if that's. Uh, if if people uh, with that new additional information, if the American people saw that the Department of Justice had given him a pass, that if he went along with this, he wouldn't face any other charges in the future, that basically they were going to tell him it doesn't matter what the Republican Party finds out. It doesn't matter what comes to light under the IRS or anything else. He was going to get to skate. There's no way that they could put that in writing before this judge. But the judge was like, she 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 smelled the stench, the decay of integrity. She smelled the rot coming out of the Department of Justice. And started asking questions and basically said, now nah, you got to go. You got no, I'm not taking this deal. 
You want to go and come up with something else that's more amenable, you come back later. So then you come back at another time, four to six weeks. So that at that point, um, Hunter Biden pled not guilty to the charges. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Tom DePicard to get his perspective. I'm also going to read to you some of the... Uh, the um, so when he pled not guilty... There was also some restrictions placed upon Hunter Biden for him to have a release pending any ongoing plea agreement that might be reached. And it's really quite laughable. We're going to talk about all this when we come back. So don't you go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer in San Diego. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on the answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, continuing our discussion on the Hunter Biden plea deal that got blown today, like the dime bag found in the White House in the West Wing. Joining me now to discuss is your favorite legal analyst and political commentator, Tom DeBacaro, calling in all the way from NYC tonight. Hello, my dear friend. How are you? Very, uh, kind of an interesting day. I, I wish I could tell you my dear, that this was actually because the federal government was serious about Hunter Biden, but I don't think they are. So there's a technical side to this and a political side to this. Where do you want to start? Well, first of all, let's start with the fact that you were supposed to come on at 6.15. I looked up and saw you on KUSI at 6.15. So we'll start there. Um, But glad that you got off in time for us to call you. Um, I think I might have already covered some of the process stuff. It seems as though, and both sides are kind of spinning it. Um, some people are saying today that uh, Judge Nareka was looking out for Hunter by asking him, how, is he, how can he plead guilty when they haven't finished the investigations yet? Although, she, as though she was concerned about him. Um, when really it seemed as though the questioning was, this deal is kind of hinky. You're asking me to oversee him. On this gun charge diversion, when gun charge when gun charge diversions aren't really what's happening here, really doesn't happen in the U.S. Um, you know they've turned the tax evasion charges and the gun charges into like a combination plate, which didn't make sense to her, and she basically sent them back to the drawing board. So, um, I mean, the way I look at it from a process standpoint, that they tried to cook up a deal that just didn't really dot all the I's and cross the T's. Yeah, so my experience as an attorney, and I've sat with many judges who wanted to sign an order, but what the attorneys were asking the particular judge didn't make sense. And judges don't want to sign stuff that could blow apart. And so she basically said to them, you guys go out in the hallway and you come back to me with real language. She wanted to know, I'm going to sign an order that says you're pleading to exactly this. And there's something excluded What Hunter Biden and the DOJ, the corrupt DOJ, was hoping to get away with was sort of an amorphous thing that said, Mm -hmm. "Okay, you're pleading to this and wink, wink, we won't charge you with anything else. But she wasn't going along with that. She said, you tell me what's in the box that I'm closing and then you tell me what's not in the box. And that forced them to go out in the hallway. So then they go out, come back in and say, "Okay, here it is. But but here's her problem. 
when you plea, when you plea, you have to answer a bunch of questions that says, here are all the things that I realize I am subject to being charged with. And I willingly agree to plea guilty to that. But you know what? That's something you do after you've considered it. She didn't say, come back and it doesn't work for judges to say, oh, okay, you're going to, for an hour, you're going to think about this. Because you know what happens? A month later, the person says, files a motion and says, I was forced into No, it doesn't work that way. And and if anybody wants to know exactly how it typically works, you can go and see, watch Emily D. Baker, my favorite law tuber, go in through excruciating detail, item by item, that Jen Shaw when she was charged with all the fraud and corruption in the money laundering and the schemes that she did and the tax evasion, yeah. they literally went through every purse that she so purchased. She believe, and because this is such a big, big deal, this judge wasn't going to go, oh, I'm not going to mm-hmm. be. I'm yeah. not your sacrificial and exactly. I'm not going to play games with you. Now, here's why this matters politically. I don't think for a minute Look, Hunter Biden ended his term at Burisma in April of 2019. Why is that important? Because the statute of limitations for conspiracy and bribery and all of that, that is the end date. That's the date they would have to charge him by, because when you do conspiracy, it's the last act that you do that determines when the statute ends. So it's so from 2019 or 2019 was the last day? What you, I'm confused on the statute of limitations here. His, his last act was April of 2019, so, which means so, April of 2024 so 24. is the last time they can charge him. But Andrea, I'm going to interview right now. Do you really believe they're going to charge Hunter with bribery? No. With, for, uh, by not registering as a foreign agent? No. No. So uh, really what's happening here is Hunter Biden wants a deal because, look, no one wants a gun charge hanging out there or any of this other stuff. So he was hoping to get it done. The federal government was hoping to wink, wink it. And this arrogant judge said, I'm not going to play your game. I'll sign an order someday, but it better be darn clear. And that's where we are today. Um, What I found was... um uh, and I guess from a procedure standpoint, I mean, she asked him questions like, when you didn't pay taxes, did you know you didn't pay taxes? And he's like, yeah. But then he gets to come back, and I get the legalese of it. He gets to, then he gets to plead not guilty after he's already just basically answered and admitted in a court of law. But, but you have to do that. You have to, judge has to say, do you realize that you are subject to this and you're pleading guilty to it? That's part of the process. Well, let me ask you this while I've got, excuse me for interrupting, but I I just realized I want to make sure I've got time to cover this. Uh, We're talking to Tom DeBocaro, author of Divided Era, political pundit. You know the rest about Tom. Just Google him and you'll learn his bio. It's too long for me to go through. But um, I saw all the, you know, the Twitter geniuses out there who all think that they're just, you know, uh, the brilliant, mm-hmm. most brilliant people out there, and they're all saying, "Oh, this was all performative today. This would they this was all planned. It was theater because this ultimately helps Biden because as long as it's left open and the plea deal doesn't go through, then they can hide and say, "Well, we can't discuss the FBI and Mayor Garland can say we can't discuss this because it's an ongoing investigation." I, I don't I don't believe for a minute that the DOJ is honestly going to charge him 
What happened today was a judge said, I'm not going to be your fall person. I'm not going to be the person who signs an order that one day gets blown up. Right. What I'm saying so, is that this wasn't planned. They had a podium outside. They, I think these prosecutors, the DOJ and the defense team, went there today thinking they were going to walk out with a rubber stamp. That's why they had a podium out there. Yes, that you know the, you. the theory that you know they blew it up for themselves because it was going to somehow shield Biden, I think, is nonsense. And I think people need to, you know, sometimes yes, people... Yes, I agree. Turn, I yeah. agree. The judge said... You, the judge said, I'm not sign, signing a BS order. Come back to me with a real order. So I think eventually this deal gets done, even though it's a corrupt deal. But the pain for the Bidens is they were hoping that this would be all be over with so they could just focus on on screwing Trump. And they can get on with their business. And that didn't work out for them. Today. Yeah, because it, they wanted to go to the microphones and say, look, our Department of Justice, equal justice for everybody. Hunter was yes. willing to come out today and admit uh, yes. to crimes and plead guilty. Trump won't do that. And, and it blew up in their face today, particularly. And, and on top on top of it, to find out that some attorney at Latham that used to be, I mean, they're a former client of mine. I, I respected them like I did, you, you know, Pillsbury. And to think that they've got some person who called the court and lied and said that they were a part of an amicus brief why why did the judge not file sanctions against them today people should lose their law license for this and i don't care that latham came out with a statement and said it was a misunderstanding bullcrap i agree with you here's what judges often do what they do what she probably said to them is i'm going to take this under submission and make a final order as a tool to force them to act in a specific way going forward. She wants to button up this deal and and that's what they're doing. Look, I, I, I honestly, Andrea, I have faced this in courts many times where the judge looks at the sanction deal and says, come back in 30 days and we're going to deal with both. Okay. Well, what right. should what should the Republican Party do? Uh, Mike Davis from Article Three Project uh, came out and said that they need to the Republican Party needs to file uh, impeachment. They need to first of all they need to be bringing in David Weiss. They need to be bringing in. Uh, yeah, they need to step on the gas. Yeah, they need to step on the gas, including impeachment articles against May, uh, against Merrick Garland and and Joe Biden. Do you agree? Uh, certainly, Merrick Garland. I would hold off on Biden until they collect more evidence, so that and then they need to sell it to the American public first instead of the articles first. All right. Well, thank you for being here, my dear. Appreciate it. All right. Enjoy New Love York. You. Bye. All right. Take it easy. You guys stick around. We got more to talk about. When we come back. Don't go away. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I wanted to read you all some of the conditions of release for Hunter Biden today. Um, after he pled not guilty, I guess, um, you know, these are the conditions of Hunter Biden's release. Um if, and if Hunter Biden does not comply with any part of the order, he could be immediately re- arrested. I mean, like, is this some kind of joke? Hunter is required to, number one, not possess a firearm. 
<laughs> Number two, not use or possess any controlled substances, including marijuana, unless prescribed. Like they can't get a doctor to prescribe him some pot, some gummies, and a bong. I mean, he just, he was just in Malibu with his attorney who was standing out on a balcony in front of the world and got pictured. Um, I can't remember what the terminology people talked about using a bong, whatever, whatever it's called when you use a bong, take a hit off a bong or whatever, ripping a bong, as people said. I've never used a bong, so I wouldn't know. He also has to submit to full federal federal supervision. Oh, you mean the uh, Secret Service agents that live next door to the $10 million Malibu mansion the U.S. taxpayers are paying for? Not use, not use any alcohol at all. Seek active employment. <laughs> <laughs> this is better than a night at the improv. Um, submit to testing for prohibited substances. Participate in substance abuse therapy. This must be a joke. Who who did I get this from? I got the, I mean, this came for evidently from the court. This was like the hearing. Somebody, I, I don't, I, I got to go to the court. I'm going to have to actually go to the docket and see if this is real. I cannot believe that anybody would even bother with this as an order for Hunter Biden. This cannot be, this cannot be serious. This is insane. You know, it's also not serious. What uh, We don't, and Skins and I, we hate playing clips from The View. But sometimes you have to play it because I can't think of a better show that demonstrates the insanity that's that's on the part of the left. I mean, I actually think these haints, as we call them, if y'all don't know what a haint is in the South, it's, you know, it's like an evil, it's like an evil spirit that's roaming around, right? So, um, and, and it's typically a woman. So I, I can't think of any better representative for the evilness, the insanity, and the just clear stupidity of the left than the haints from the view skins please play clip 11 not to impeach yeah. what bribery scheme yes <laughs> but i i'm sorry i'm i it's always it's so different every day i mean you know they're either freaking out about barbie or they're upset about you know uh budweiser beer and just bud and light just bud light. <laughs> bud light okay now we don't right that's right you don't that want out. the wrong thing to get out yeah. but i mean what 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 is what is really happening here i mean well, how much think- punishment does biden need because he won and they lost well that's the problem i they <laughs> keep seeing these indictments coming down from trump and they're like humana, humana, what are we going to do let's turn it around and make it about him about biden instead take your eyes off of trump even though he's a criminal and put your eyes on this guy instead so much here um what bribery scheme? Oh, you mean the one? Cut off the dreads, man, because I think they're cutting off some oxygen to your brain, Karen. What's, uh, uh, you know, and, and by the way, can you imagine if a, if a white person had, you know, uh, talk about cultural appropriation. I mean, she chose a Jewish person's name and it admitted that she went with Whoopi Goldberg uh, because uh, she, the uh, according to her, the entertainment industry was run, run by Jews. Talk about an anti-Semite. What bribery scheme? Um, the one that was documented in the summer of 2020 by a confidential human source that the FBI has cooperated don't try to be cute. 
Like you don't know what anybody's talking about. Well, maybe maybe you don't because maybe you're just that stupid. Again, this is why these women are the perfect ambassadors for the left in this country. And if those are real women that are laughing in the audience and clapping, you know, I, I, there's there's so many times that my gender embarrasses me and I'm embarrassed for anybody that would sit in the audience of the show and cackle and laugh and clap and actually think any of this is in any way um, intelligent sensical it's certainly not amusing it's not amusing you know Whoopi Goldberg apparently cannot be funny unless it's scripted for her because there's there's it's there's no joy no that's not a pun in terms of Joy Behar, there's no liberals are the most miserable human beings on the planet because they're godless. Number one, you can't be happy and be full of evil and full of hatred. And they are. And then she tries to be cute. Oh, first it's Barbie. It's uh, every day. It's a new thing. You know, everything that they said here was such clear projection that back. It's already been documented. You morons back in 2016, that everything that the Democrats accuse Trump and the Republican Party of is to cover up what they've already been doing. Why did they accuse Trump of colluding with Russians? Because that's really what Hillary had done. It's been documented. This whole thing of, oh, they, they, you know, Trump, Trump is being indicted. So they've got to look at Biden. Uh, They went after Trump to cover up the crimes of Hillary Clinton. To cover up the, the entire FBI and Department of Justice, their entire purpose is to cover up the crimes and the corruption and the graft of the uniparty system and then be targeted to silence the, the anybody in opposition. That's been proven. Absolutely proven. I am out of patience with women. You know, there's there's one reason why I, I think in, in me, I've gone through phases in my life where I had just more guy friends than women, because I got to be I, I, mean, I got to be honest. I hear stuff like that. And I think, you know, well, fortunately, my circle of women are, are, are smarter than the, than this nonsense. Even my liberal friends are smarter than this. Even my liberal friends would say, yeah, even my liberal friends are, are have intellectual honesty and would say, yeah, Joe Biden's in deep crap just so stupid um speaking of stupid while we're talking about stupid morons let's go to a republican idiot moron carl rove the architect of failure for the republican party the architect of failure for the united states of america the architect on behalf of the uniparty system and quite frankly if trump or desantis or anybody uses carl rove at all Going forward, you have to question their true conservative bona fides because Carl Rove, as you're going to hear in this clip, is not an advocate for the United States. He's an advocate for the deep state. Clip uh, 10. We know that Hunter Biden engaged in sleazy stuff. I mean, being the son of the sitting vice president of the United States and going on the board of a corrupt company in Ukraine about which you know nothing. You know nothing about the country, nothing about corporate governance, nothing about the company's business energy. And you go on the board because they're going to pay you a lot of money. And why are they doing it? Because they've already put on the board the political bag man for the sitting secretary of state, John Kerry, mm. so it's, uh, Devin Archer. And so uh, Burisma wanted to have 
the son of the American vice president and the, the close political ally of the sitting vice uh, sitting secretary of state in order to say to the officials in Kiev, don't mess with us because we got stroke back in Washington. That's sleazy. But yeah. what Joe Biden's role in that is we don't fully know. And before we start throwing around the I word, it'd be better to build a case patiently and well, find so. out what we know, what we can find out and lay it out for the American people. To we already know, Rose. Yeah. Do you hear what he's saying? Oh, they wanted him. Carl Rove is not just saying, look, we don't know the extent of any corruption that went on here. He's actually providing an excuse on behalf of the Biden family. That what Hunter Biden did was sleazy, but it wasn't corrupt. And, And he actually even provides cover for the whole scheme by saying they wanted to have stroke. They wanted just to be able to say they've got stroke with Washington. He's providing an excuse. That's insane to me. We don't know Biden's role. Yeah, we know it's been documented. It was documented in an FD 1023 form. It's been documented in emails. It's been documented in pictures of him. It's been documented in in, in IRS uh, through IRS whistleblowers. It's been documented in in uh, bank records. It was documented by a burner phone. There was actually emails of of Joe Biden using an alias. It's been documented, documented, documented. The bribery scheme. I can take a Democrat because at least they're honest that they want to destroy this country and that they hate me. But I can't stand anybody associated with the Bush family. Not a one of them. That includes Dana Perino, Karl Rove, George W. Bush, his daughters. Not a one of them. None of them are worth a dang. Going to take a break. We come back. Can we talk UFOs? Let's have some fun. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Y'all have your tickets yet? I'm getting super excited to see you guys all on August 10th. Going to have so much fun with me and Mike Gallagher and Officer Brandon Tatum at the Encore Event Center here in San Diego. VIP portion starts at, at uh, 5 o'clock. It's going to go from 5 to 6.30. Skins is going to be there. You'll have a DJ Carrot Stick sighting. Just so many great people and patriots. We're going to have heavy hors d'oeuvres and cocktails. And just, you know, gather. It's going to be like a family reunion. So many of my friends and family and colleagues and just great patriots from San Diego are going to be there. We're going to have so much fun just laughing together and partying it up while we plan on how we're going to save the country. And then we're going to have a town hall from 6.30 to 9. I'm going to be taking questions from the audience for Mike Gallagher, for Officer Brandon Tatum, two of the hottest uh, peeps in radio today. So you've got an opportunity to actually have a great dialogue with these national hosts who have really big voices. So come and be heard and join in the fight and have fun and hang out with me and Skins. Go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com and get your tickets. And um, okay, so so you Skins, uh, there was a UFO whistleblower today who knew there were whistleblowers related to uh, unidentified flying objects or I guess what they're now being called UAPs. No, I'm calling them UFOs. Yeah, I mean, why? Why you got to change it to unidentified anomalous phenomena? No one's gonna know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're UFOs, unidentified flying objects. You know, uh, the word games just annoy me. So you believe in UFOs? Hundred percent. Okay, why? 
uh, because God is a very big individual, and I think to believe we are the only life in the entire universe is kind of ignorant. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, who am I to say if the Lord can create, can create the heavens and the earth in seven days, Amen. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. I mean, exactly. I can't, I'm not going to sit here and say that I, I refuse to believe that it exists. Um, do I believe I, I, there was one book that came out back in the seventies. I was a kid and I, and, and I started to read it and I was so bored by it. And I, I'm going to have to Google the name of it because it was a bestseller and it was written by a man who claimed that he was, you know, taken up into a spaceship. I didn't like third, in, for, what is it, Encounters of the... Close Encounters Close Encounters. Of the I slept through that movie. I was bored to you death. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, my sister drug me That's to the movie. That's a classic AK. My sister drug me to that movie, and I thought, well, you know, it was, you know, a dark theater. I was done with the popcorn. Were you I was ever bored. an X-Files fan? No. No. I only liked Star Trek... Um, I liked, I thought William Shatner was handsome. I loved Le- Lieutenant Uhuru. Uh, I mean, I'm a Star, Star Trek, Trek across the board guy, but the original series is still the best in my book. Yeah, I liked, um, and I liked that series because I loved the costumes. I loved Spock. I loved, um, you know, I, I loved it. a good the, series. I, it was a good series in terms of, it, it was so good that even I liked it because you I You didn't don't, have to be a sci-fi You fan. didn't have to be a sci-fi person to really enjoy it. And I, I really enjoyed it. So, um... So I actually, I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention recently to the whole UFO stories coming out because do I think that there's a chance that they exist? Yes. Am I, is it something that I spend any time thinking about or care about? Not really, because I, I just really don't. It, it doesn't really matter to me one way or, or another. I think if it does for the American people and it's something, why hide it? You know, why do we have to have whistleblowers? Why are we hearing from uh, Representative uh, Paulina, Anna Paulina Luna, or Anna Paulina Luna, I think her name is. She's former Air Force. They've been trying to, she and uh, some other Congress people have been trying to get information from the Air Force. And um, as she said, there's been numerous roadblocks. They can't get information. There was this whistleblower who spoke today in front of the hearings, David Grush, who said that his life has been threatened. I mean, why? It's not that big a, a story for me. Um, but then I'm watching today a little bit and I see that Nancy Mace is asking him about downed aircraft and he had this to say. Um, please play uh, clip 12. Intelligent extraterrestrials. Something I can't discuss in public setting. Um, okay, I can't ask when you think this occurred. <laughs> um, if you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness? Like, how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Gotcha. Why? Why do we have to have it in a skiff? What are we talking about here? What's there to hide? What's there to hide? You're a whistleblower. You've come before the public to say that there's there's been biological remains that you found which means it's some type of live being, 
just wasn't human. Was it fish? Was it mammal? Was it, I mean, we're, you know, are we talking another Sharknado movie here? Do, do we have a, did we have a, a shark? I mean, they were flying hey, around. Star Trek did have fish people. What, right? They did, right? Land of the Lost was Land of the Lost, that character in Land of the, I used to love Land of the Lost. Um, I mean, why? Why do you have to be in a skiff? What is it? If they're not human, it's not like you have to hide the information from a national security standpoint because it involves a, a, a foreign adversary. I don't, I don't understand. This doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Nancy Mace uh, continues. She's got another question for the whistleblower. Um, okay. So, and, and you may or may not be able to answer my last question, and maybe we get into a skiff at the next hearing that we have, but who in the government either, what agency, sub-agency, what contractors, who should be called into the next hearing about UAPs, either in a public setting or even in a private setting? And, and you probably can't name names, but what agencies or organizations, contractors, et cetera, do we need to call in to get these questions answered, whether it's about funding, what programs are happening, and what's out there? I can give you a specific cooperative and hostile witness list of specific individuals uh, that were in those. And, and how soon can we get that list? I'm happy to provide that to you after the hearing. Super. Thank you. And I yield back. I mean, what? What a waste of time. I'm going to say it now. Say it now. Who in the government, either what agency, sub-agency, what contractors, who should be called into the next hearing, either in public setting or in a private setting? I can give you a specific cooperative and hostile witness list of specific individuals that were in those. And then she cuts them off. Well, how soon can we get the list after the hearing? She cut them off and she didn't say, why can't you tell me the government agency? She go. One of the things she did, one of the things that frustrates me so bad sometimes with these hearings, if the people questioning don't know how to ask a question, you don't do a run on question that involves 25 different elements because then they get to pick one that they want to answer to and then they haven't answered the question. If you're asking about government agencies or names, that's two different things. So you, you say, who, what, who in the government? If you want agency, then say, what agency should we bring in? Then you, then you let them answer the question. First person who speaks loses. Then you ask him, okay, names. Well, I can give you a list of names. Who can you think of off the top of your head? Give me three names. I can't think of three names. Why? You can't think of you can't, two names. I can't think of two names. One name. Give me a name, man. That's how you ask questions. Why are you here? That's how, that's how you ask questions. You gotta, you're sitting there with a dude who's claiming he's, he's found species flying aircrafts from outer space. Let's hear it. And, and, you're, and you're, I mean, some of the dumbest questioning ever. It's incredibly frustrating because now I'm curious. Now, now I want to know more information. And she basically just got, got him away with giving nothing. I like whistleblowers, but you're not blowing the whistle when you're refusing to give the information to the public. Because the point of being a whistleblower is to get the information to the public. It's not to let it be controlled by Congress. And it's not for you to control it until you decide how you're going to dole it out in dribs and drabs. Like it's M&M's, one at a time. All right. Speaking of the economics, we're going to talk to Financial Thought Doctor when we get back. Because our supply of M&M's is getting lower and lower and costing more and more every day. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.